Hello and welcome to Talk Strategy to Me, a podcast where I dive in and give you bite-sized chunks of information that you can use immediately in your business. Now, part of the reason why this podcast even exists is because I want to help as many people as possible. So if you have been listening along and this is not the first episode that you've listened to and you love it, then I would love if you were to share this with other business owners who you think are going to get value out of this podcast. Because believe me, there is so much value packed into each and every episode, no matter the length. Now, let's dive into influencer marketing. So I don't know about you, but particularly if you are an e-commerce-based business, this is definitely something that you need to be thinking of and be aware of. Just because it's mainly aimed at e-commerce-based businesses, so those with products, it doesn't mean that those within the service-based industry, it won't work for. So for example, you might be a sleep consultant that's listening along. You can definitely still use an influencer. You might be a, a graphic designer, maybe you can still use an influencer. So think about how you can use them in a really strategic way to get what you want and what you need out of it. Now, when it does come to choosing an influencer, it can be super tricky because they might have on paper this amazing follower list. And you might be thinking, wow, they've got almost 20,000 followers. I need them. Look, here's the thing. Followers are great, but the more followers that you have, the engagement will drop. So that's something definitely to keep in mind. However, they might have mass followers that religiously watch their stories every single time and click through every single time. One of the biggest things that I want you to really think about if you're choosing to try and find a an influencer to work with is look at their engagement. So you can definitely use a free platform to find out their engagement rate. So that looks at their comments and their likes compared to how many followers they've got. You can definitely use a platform like that to try and figure out their engagement rate. However, you can also just jump on the website and type in their username into Instagram and have a look at how many comments they're getting and how many likes they're getting on their post. Now, I know that it's not showing you their shares and the saves, and it's not showing you anything further for their reels and stuff that they put out, but it can give you a really good idea of which type of posts do seem to perform better for them And then the other thing that I really encourage you to do is to start looking at their comments, open up a few in the few different browser tabs and have a look if it's always the same people commenting and the type of comments that have been left. Are they simple comments like, oh my God, babe, you look amazing. Oh, that dress looks fantastic on you. Things like that. They're probably in an engagement pod where it's just, they share their post and everyone goes and comments on it. They're not genuine comments and they're not genuine followers. So that's definitely something to think about. That's not a hard and fast rule though, because I know myself, sometimes I'll just comment like really random short comments on posts as well. So take it with a grain of salt, but that is something that I always tend to look at. And then I also tend to go to that person's platform and see if the same or similar comments are being left from the same people as well. That's my probably biggest tip when it comes to engagement. The other thing would be to look at their style. 
they're not going to change their style to suit your needs. <laughs> so you need to find a content creator that suits your exact styling needs. So you're not going to choose someone who does really dark and I don't know photography very well and I'm super sorry, but you don't want to do someone that does like light and bright or dark and gloomy. If that's not your vibe, like if you're going for like a boho vibe, you're going to want someone who has lots of neutrals in their home, not bright pops of pink everywhere. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. But basically you want to make sure that you find a content creator that definitely matches your style and is going to really suit the needs. That way when you do share their content to your feed, it's not going to stand out like a sore thumb. And then the other thing that you do want to look at is having a look through their feed and seeing how many sponsored or ads appear in their feed. So is it like one every second post or is it one every nine posts? Have a look at that. And then also have a look at the type of engagement that happens on those posts as well, in particular, solely focusing on those posts. And finally, the other thing that I always, always suggest to do if you're looking at an influencer to work with is ask to see their stats. So ask to see where majority of their audience live. That's the biggest one. Ask to see the stats for that specific post. So like, for example, you want to see the stats for a specific sponsored post, mainly because we want to see what actually has resulted from that post for that client. So you might want to look at the profile visits and you're going to want to look at the engagement and you're going to want to look at the three main things, the reach, the engagement, and the profile visits and see how they performed. The other thing is if they are doing stories that have links in them, particularly when they're sponsored, we want to know how many link clicks are happening. So these are all really, really simple things to ask for and really, really simple things for them to give you. I am always a little bit unsure if people don't want to give out stats, but just something to keep in mind, obviously. If they're happy to give them out, then amazing. If they don't want to, then I'd probably really look at whether or not I do want to work with that client just because I can't really see the potential ROI on. But again, anytime that you do work with an influencer, there is no guaranteed ROI. So just because it performed really, really well for someone else doesn't mean it's going to be amazing for you. So just keep that in mind. And always, always pop a contract in place, particularly if you're giving product away for free and you're paying them. So if if that's the situation, then if you're paying them and giving them product as well, sometimes this could be like a two to $5,000 investment alone. And if that's the case, then the contract in place needs to have like a little clause in there that if they don't deliver, they will be like, they might be charged for the product, particularly if it's a really expensive product, something like that. So if they don't deliver what's required by X date, then they need to refund X amount of dollars or something like that. So they're the type of things that I definitely put in a contract. However, I also highly, highly, highly suggest that you get a an influencer contract done up for you. I think Found Legal have one. And if you use the code socially graceful, I don't think there's a 20 on the end. I can't remember. I'll double check and put it in the show notes. But if you use the code socially graceful, you'll actually get 20% off. You're welcome. But yeah, that they're my biggest tips for when it comes to influencer marketing. So if you're thinking about hiring 
an influencer to work with or whether you're trying to find some brand reps or brand ambassadors or whatever you are wanting for your business, these are my big ones. They're my, they're my must-dos. But to get you even to that point where you start looking and diving into their engagement, their style, whether how, how their ROI on sponsored posts and all that kind of stuff, you need to com- get a list. There's an amazing Facebook group called Australian Brand Reps, and I actually love using this platform and find that I do get quite a number of good leads from here. Otherwise, there's definitely like some big names out there that we all know of. It just really depends on the type of influencer that you're going for. So my biggest thing is to compile a list of five to 10 people that you would love to work with and then start diving into the engagement, what their style is like, whether or not it suits you and how many sponsored ads or posts appear. And then once you've started going through that, start engaging with them and messaging them and see if, see if they'll message you back. So that's a big one for me. <laughs> I always like it when they actually reply back to me and not just give me like a love heart. So something to think about, but that's just me as a person when I'm trying to find an influencer. I want someone that's going to be warm and friendly because that's the vibe that I'm always going for with clients. But yeah, so my action step would be complete a list of between five to 10 influencers, content creators, brand reps, brand ambassadors, etc., that you want to work with. And then start looking at their engagement, their style and their sponsored ads. And hopefully, hopefully it will help you in your decision making, because obviously I know that you probably can't hire all 10. You probably might not even be able to hire five. It might just be that you can hire one or two to begin with. So definitely think about that. And yeah, I hope that helps if you are on the hunt for a, an influencer for your business. Now, as always, if you liked today's episode, then be sure to follow along for more because I deliver content on a weekly basis. Every Tuesday, I drop into your ears and you never want to miss any of them because they are amazing bite-sized chunks of information that you can use instantly.